Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. It's the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, with you once again. We are going to take you into this final weekend before we head into the signing date formerly known as National Signing Day. We've got a couple of those now on the football front. By checking in with Hank South, does an outstanding job covering recruiting for us there at BamaOnline.com and once again, Hank, in the words of Stained, it's been a while. How you been, my man? <laughs> I've been good. You know, I'm just still, still doesn't. It's still a little surreal, you know, covering recruiting and you know a few days before National Signing Day, and it's it's like it doesn't feel like a lot's happening. Just there's no visits. Usually, we'll have a Junior Day tomorrow. That's like kind of the first kickoff of the next year's class, but it's just kind of it's all quiet. So, but you know. Uh, yeah, been good. It's, it's nice to be able to kind of, I guess, cover it like that sometimes, you know, when it's not super crazy, but also kind of, you, you, you definitely miss it this time of year with, with everything kind of happening at a hundred miles per hour. You know, and I guess you've been like a lot of us, Hank, just sort of, uh, enthralled by this run and sec play for the Alabama men's basketball team, yeah. especially from your vantage point, how you followed so many of these guys through their recruitment and watching all these pieces come together here in this 10-game winning streak, nine straight in the SEC, I guess that's got to be a, a pretty fun vantage point that you have there. Yeah, you know, especially after, you know, last spring with, with the recruiting run the staff went on, you, you kind of just felt like, you know, they, this had to blow up. You know, they had they had to, you know, um, have a really strong year with, with the pieces they were adding. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it's uh, come to fruition there. It's, it's been a lot of fun to watch. I'm excited for this uh, this Oklahoma game on on Saturday morning. Yeah, the SEC Big 12 challenge, I guess, depending on where you live, Big 12, SEC, SEC, Big 12. But Alabama and Oklahoma from Norman at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. That game, by the way, has been moved to ESPN from ESPN2. So officially varsity status for Alabama OU on Saturday. Should be a fun day of basketball in general. It has been busy on the football front, I guess, Hank, in terms of, as we know, coaching staff movement with this Alabama team. And 
I know from the recruiting angle, you've kept up with how these hires you know, could potentially impact Alabama on the recruiting trail. Bill O'Brien in as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Doug Marone in as offensive line coach. Uh, Rob Gillespie in as the running backs coach. Jay Graham, tight ends and special teams. A couple of these have not been officially announced by Alabama at this point. But, um, you know, you start with the NFL guys, I guess, because uh, we haven't seen much of, because they've been in the, the pro game, uh, Doug Marone and, and Bill O'Brien uh, in the in the recruiting side of things at the collegiate level. But uh, I got to think that, that that NFL background is something that that Nick Saban plans to make good use of. Yeah, you kind of look at um, with, with when you're making college hires like you know Jay Graham and Robert Gillespie. You kind of go back and look at their 24/7 pages and, and who the top recruits they've landed are. Um, kind of use that to kind of judge how, how they've been as a recruiter um, in, in years past. And then with you know Doug Marone and, and Bill O'Brien, obviously both have college experience but you kind of just you have that that nfl experience is kind of their their primary uh the, the, their top recruit they've landed i guess you could say um when comparing them to the other guys um yeah i mean that that's these kids end goal you know they, they're they're coming they, they want to win a national title and they want to go to the nfl and you know when, when you have uh coaches that that have been head coaches at that level um that know exactly what it takes to get there and how to develop and, and you know reach that that level in your career um you know that that helps by itself um so I, I think those the the O'Brien and Marone. I think all the hires have been good, but O'Brien and Marone I think are huge, especially kind of coming in and replacing you know what you lost. Um, you know, Sark obviously had a, had a great couple of years. Um, Kyle Flood um, had the offensive line rolling, um, was pretty strong on the recruiting trail as well. But to replace it with those two guys, I, I think you know you couldn't have made two better hires um, if you're Nick Saban there. Yeah, and Bill O'Brien he has a background of attracting five-star quarterback talent even mm-hmm. before he was an NFL head coach. He had been a, a NFL assistant coach with the New England Patriots, but back in his time at Penn State, he was able to pull Christian Hackenberg in 2013, a guy Alabama was actively involved with, gosh, eight or nine years ago now. And uh, Talk about a little bit, though, Hank, in terms of their areas of responsibility as assistant coaches say Bill O'Brien as a coordinator, the expectation for him in recruiting and his work with quarterbacks compared to say a Gillespie or a Graham, a positional guy. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that sort of break down? I, I'm assuming that f- for, for O'Brien, his day-to-day responsibilities in recruiting may be more streamlined than they are for say a positional guy who has yeah various areas uh on the on the map that he's he's trying to cover as well yeah that's typically the case with coordinators at least you know on on nick saban's staff obviously you know every everyone recruits but when when you look at kind of the the offensive coordinator defensive coordinator they don't have as many areas or uh responsibility or 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 guys you know they're they're going out on the road to see all the time you know with sark um, and I think that's been the case for, for most offensive coordinators. They're, they're more local, you know, that they recruit the guys around Tuscaloosa. Um, they're, they're certainly active in the, uh, the quarterback recruitments. You know, Sark was very active with, with Jalen Milrow, as was Jeff Banks. Um, obviously Bryce Young, that, that was, that was Sark's, that was Sark's recruitment. And, and he was recruiting, um, JT to in the 2021 class as well. So, you know, if you have ties to a certain area, 
or you know you you have a lot of experience in, in a certain part of the country yeah maybe they'll stick you there in, in, with with big name guys that you can really connect with but for the most part coordinators um, ha- have less of a, a role recruiting than you know those those position coaches you know like Jay Graham Robert Gillespie I would um, I would imagine those guys are, are you know they're they're going to take over in areas around the Atlanta metro you know Florida the Carolinas um, you know they'll they'll be all over um, with with the you know experience they have in, in the parts of the country they're from and, and where they've recruited before um, I think Gillespie ha- has experience in Georgia North Carolina South Carolina um, Jay Graham he, he's uh, he has you know similar experience all across the southeast and so it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of you know how the shakeup here you know bama lost a handful of coaches and uh, the, you know they all covered a lot of area you know jeff banks was in texas was in florida um charles huff was in the midwest he was in the atlanta metro um, they all had parts of the state of alabama so it'll be interesting to see kind of this shuffle on, on you know who takes over where you know i think holman wiggins is going to step up here, um, you know, as far as uh, an established person on the staff. Um, I think he's taking over in, in, in that, uh, you know, that Jeff Banks area of Orlando, kind of Tampa area. Um, you know, he actually Holman Wiggins, you know, ha, has ties. Um, he, he's from California. So, you know, he, he could be a guy that steps up in place of Sark and uh, in Jeff Banks, who, who handled the West Coast prior to their departure. So it'll be interesting to see the shuffle. But, yeah, I would expect a lot more recruiting wise um, from from these position coaches than, than I would, um, you know, the the, um, the coordinators. And for a guy like Bill O'Brien, I guess kind of like Sark, quarterback evaluation is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I'm sure uh, he's already talked to Tyler Simpson, I guess, let alone broken down tape of the 2022 target at the yeah. quarterback position. Yeah. Ty Simpson was actually the first we, we uh, got in touch with that that's heard from Bill O'Brien. This was before Alabama had even announced his hire. We went ahead and wrote a story, you know, it wasn't announced yet, but he was recruiting. So um, yeah, Ty Simpson said he spoke to him. Obviously, you know, he kind of talked about his philosophy um, and all that and kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, how is the best program to come get developed and, and, and coached, obviously. Um, and I think that resonated with Ty Simpson. You know, he, he's the son of a, a head coach at the college level. So, you know, I think he he's he certainly appreciates um, the, the, the level of uh, expertise Nick Saban brought in at the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach position. Um, and uh, an interesting note with uh, with Ty Simpson, um, his dad, Jason Simpson, is the head coach at UT Martin. Um, Jay Graham in his first, I think, assi- on the field assistant job worked for Jason Simpson at UT Martin in 2007. Um, and, and so they still have that connection there. So, you know, I, I think Bama was already in a, a pretty solid position with with Ty Simpson prior to that. But I, I think that just helps it even more, um, you know, adding Jay Graham to the staff with with that connection. So I, I think, you know, those two hires with Ty Simpson alone have, have been really important. Coming up as we wind down the podcast, we're going to get into some remaining scenarios for this Alabama recruiting effort as it looks to cap what, by all appearances, is a historic haul. Uh, We're going to do that in a little bit. But speaking of rankings, Hank, we had a 2021 rankings update by 247sports.com. And, of course, as that relates to the composite rankings as well here in the last couple of days, as we head down this final stretch, looking ahead to the second of the two national signing days and understanding one very key target out there is expected to push beyond uh, next Wednesday and extend his recruitment into the 
uh, foreseeable future. Uh, is it Alabama versus history right now? More so than it is Alabama versus any other class in this 2021 cycle for the number one spot? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, after national signing or after the early signing period, which is pretty much national signing day, uh, we, we kind of move beyond will Alabama hold off Ohio State to, you know, will Alabama, Alabama sign the best class of all time? And that's kind of where we still stand. And, and currently, you know, entering next Wednesday, Alabama is there. You know, there, there were two industry rankings updates, 24 uh, seven sports and rivals updated their their uh, their final, maybe final rankings of the year, you know, with these. We'll see if they're the final rankings just because there might still be senior seasons um, in other parts of the country that hadn't played yet. But I, I think these rankings are pretty set. Um, and Bama overtook the best class of all time. I think it's three. It's just over 325 right now. Florida's 2020, 2010 class had 324.67, I think. Um, so, so they're there now. Um, so the, the big question becomes, you know, if, if Alabama holds and, and, and these guys, you know, all of them are signed with the exception of Kamar Wheaton. So if things hold as they are and Kamar Wheaton signs, which is currently expected, um, that that would be the best class of all time. It gets a little tricky if uh, if, if Kamar Wheaton were, for whatever reason, flip flip to go elsewhere, whether he goes to OU, you know, if Texas pushes late. Um, I, I, again, I'm not trying to pan, scare people, um, but just, you know, scenarios. Um, it's recruiting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, then, then it would drop down. It would still be the number one class, but it would drop down to three in the 322 range, which is, you know, in that top five classes of all time. So um, at that point, <laughs> uh, if they signed to Terry on Arnold and JT to Imola, it would go back over the best class of all time. If they just signed Terry on Arnold, it would it would be in the 323 range. So it would be just below. So uh, Kamar Wheaton signing is, is pretty important to this class, uh, to this class, maintaining this top class of all time, unless Bama. Uh, follows through and gets both Arnold and, and Tuimolo. You know, is that something that could happen? We'll see. Um, I, but you know, we'll we'll talk more about those guys obviously here coming up. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break right now, and we come back with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us here at BamaOnline.com. We'll go in depth with some remaining candidates, or maybe it's a candidate to fulfill the remaining slot or two in this 2021 recruiting cycle for the Crimson Tide. That and more when the Bama Online Podcast returns right after this. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Recruiting Analyst Hank South. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the old Bama Online Podcast? That's right. Click or two. It's absolutely free, and you're going to be hooked up with each and every one of the Bama Online Podcasts that drop wherever, wherever you consume podcasts. You're going to be able to find it. Find us, and if you don't mind, a rating and a review while you're there would be greatly appreciated as well. Now, Hank, as we head into Wednesday of next week, I wanted to see if you could kind of prioritize these remaining targets, maybe in terms of what your specific interest will be, how tuned in will you be? You mentioned JT Tui Malau. 
the defensive end from the Pacific Northwest, Terry and Arnold, the safety from Tallahassee, Florida, Kamar Wheaton, already committed to Alabama, expected to follow through and sign with the Crimson Tide. Uh, what would you offer in terms of advice to Alabama fans as far as who they should maybe be tuned into the most as you head into Wednesday or the early stages of next week? Yeah, I, you know, I'm following Terry on Arnold's announcement, which will come. I, I've seen anywhere from his announcement set for 12 central to 2:30 central, so sometime in that afternoon window uh, for Terry on Arnold, and then Kamar Wheaton. Uh, and you know, I'm not sure how how much you know buzz or hype Kamar Wheaton's going. He might just wake up at 7 a.m. on on National Signing Day and sign real quick with the way he's carried his recruitment, which you know, that'd be fine with me. A little less <laughs> drama to to worry about on signing day, but. Uh, so those two guys, I think are are the main ones to watch. Obviously, Terry on Arnold's not committed anywhere yet. He's considering Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Um, I feel like every two or three days, there's this new massive Terry on Arnold rumor, whether it's Bama's completely out of it for him or Bama's leading for him or Georgia, Florida race, Florida, Bama race, Bama, Georgia. It's, it's all over the place. Um, I, I, I predicted Terry and Arnold to, to Alabama, I think last May on the crystal ball, um, Bama certainly did lead in this recruitment at one point. Um, he kind of took a step back, um, looked at all his options, but these three schools that are among his finalists are kind of the ones that have been in there all along. Um, you know, I, I, you can make an argument for each school. There's now some buzz that Florida might not have room, which kind of seems silly uh, for him at the level of recruit he is. He's actually a recent 24 seven sports five star. Um, and then Georgia, obviously, you know, they have um, his his good friend, Xavier Sori. They've been saying they're a package deal. You know, package deals rarely actually happen so you know we'll watch that obviously um and then there's bama you know obviously nick saban's taken over a big role in his recruitment um we talked to him a couple couple weeks ago he said you know nick saban's kind of take, taken the lead in his recruitment as far as the guy he talks to the most so that's certainly helping he's very close with charles kelly very close with uh sal sinceri and, and others on the staff so i think bama has a good chance at him next wednesday um i, I think that's the best shot as far as new recruits that, that, that they'll finish with in this 2021 class and terry on arnold and that'd be a massive pickup to already go with you know the, the guys they've they've signed in the secondary and then obviously kamar wheaton um committed to alabama shortly after the early signing period kind of by surprise you know most weren't expecting it until about 24 hours prior that that bama actually could get him um they were always in the mix but you just never really knew with kamar wheaton um and that's kind of <laughs> where we're at right now a month later uh you, you know he he hasn't done anything to really show that he's wavering but he doesn't there's, he's just so quiet. Um, you just don't really know what he's saying. But people close to him, they're saying, you know, nothing's really changed. Um, you know, he's committed to Alabama, and it looks like he's going to follow through with that commitment. Um, obviously, you know, Texas with Sark and, and, and Kamar Wheaton's area recruiter from Bama and Jeff Banks, um, you know, they, there's kind of rumblings there. But it doesn't look like he's interested in, in Texas all that much. Wasn't before the new staff took over anyway. And then there was Oklahoma. But if you look at kind of what Oklahoma's doing right now, they just added the Tennessee transfer for an Eric Gray for that running back spot. You know, you would think they'd probably still want to take a guy like Kamar Wheaton, but, um, you know, how hard are they going to push to actually try and flip him in these next next five days? So I, I think he's going to end up sticking with Alabama ahead of uh, next Wednesday. And then, of course, JT2 and Molo, 
he uh, it's it's been kind of Brandon Huffman's been reporting this for a while um, with with twenty four sevens that he that JT is probably going to take his recruitment past National Signing Day. He wants to take some visits into the spring. Um, obviously, you know if you look at the calendar right now, that the dead period does or is expected to lift April fifteenth. So you know judge you know if if they extend that, we don't know yet. Um, but if if that goes through and it, and it lifts, um, guys can actually take official visits at that point. So. Is he waiting to get more clarity on that? We'll see. But um, regardless, I, th- I think JT wants to, you know, take some visits on it, maybe even on his own dime. He hasn't been to Ohio State yet. He's been to Alabama, but it's been about, you know, three years since he's been there. So definitely wants to to, to see Tuscaloosa again. So those, uh, you know, Arnold Wheaton, two guys to watch, Tuyamolo, we'll keep an eye on, and then you know Brian Thomas is in the mix too. But you know, I, I don't think anything's going to happen there with Alabama. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Brian Thomas Jr. from Walker, Louisiana. Seems to be one of the tougher guys to get a read on it uh, throughout mm-hmm. this process with home state LSU, you mentioned A&M, Alabama's involvement, yeah. and also Henry Toa Toa from a transfer perspective still out there, I guess, uh, yeah. looking to perhaps move on from the University of Tennessee's in the portal. So uh, still some loose ends to tie up with Henry, perhaps. Yeah, and Brian Thomas, you know, it, it looked like A&M really took charge of his recruitment. Um, you know, obviously Bama signed four receivers. I think LSU signed four receivers as well. Um, not of the level Bama did, but four receivers nonetheless. Um, so it kind of you kind of just say, oh, he's he's probably going to go to Texas A&M. Um, but it looks like LSU's keeping it interesting with them with that new uh, offensive coordinator they hired. Um, obviously, you know, the home state appeal is there as well. So that's something we're watching. And you know, I talked to his dad the other day, and Bama's still in communication with him. You know, they're still recruiting him, so he has a spot in the class. It looks like if he wants it, uh, which I mean, my goodness, if, if you sign five <laughs> five wide receivers at that level, um, that that would be pretty wild. I don't think you'd even really need to sign a receiver in in 2022, but. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see, but I, I think he's going to end up at LSU or Texas A&M. All right. That's going to get you into next Wednesday. But then, of course, you're going to have JT Tui Malalu. You're still going to have the late period for hoops, right, Hank? That's going to be coming up down the road. Yeah. Uh, Nate Oates and his staff still actively involved with some prospects of note, but we'll get more into those once we just get through next Wednesday. Hey, Hank, as always, appreciate the time here on the Bama Online podcast. Always great stuff for us there at Bama Online as well. The very accessible Hank South on the roundtable there, the message board of choice for Crimson Tide fans everywhere. You can catch Hank, myself, the rest of the BOL crew right there on a daily basis. Hank, take care. We'll talk again soon. Same to you. Thanks, Travis. There he goes, Hank South, recruiting analyst for us at BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer, also of the BOL staff, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 